Welcome to another inspiring message recorded at Thrive Church, a church passionate about moving people towards Jesus. Hey everybody and welcome to church. If you're in the building physically, welcome to it. Isn't it good to be together? And if you're joining us online on Thrive On, welcome. So good that we can be together even virtually. We're in a series at the moment called Grateful. We're learning how to be grateful. Today I want to speak to us about how it is that you and I, we can live grateful. To start, I want to tell you about an incredible lady called Jean Smith. She was in her mid-60s. She came from Wales. She'd been blind for 16 years. She had this little white stick and a guide dog named Tina. What had happened was an infection had eaten away at the retinas and the mirrors behind her eyes, and they could not be replaced. And so she was in constant pain and blind. One day, Jean went on a local Alpha course to discover Jesus. They had a day away to focus on the Holy Spirit, and during this time, the pain left her miraculously. She went to church the following Sunday to thank God. The minister anointed her with oil, and as he did so, as he wiped the oil away, suddenly she could see the communion table. God had miraculously healed Jean. She had not seen her husband for 16 years. Some of you are thinking after lockdown, I wouldn't mind not seeing my husband for 16 years. But she was surprised at how white his beard was. And Jean had never ever seen her daughter-in-law before. Now she could see her. Her six and a half year old grandson, she had never seen. He was the one that used to guide her around the puddles to avoid her feet getting wet. All of a sudden she could see him. One day he said to her grandson, he said, hey grand, who did that for you? Who fixed your eyes? And she replied, Jesus made me better. I hope you said thank you, Gran, he said. And Jean replied, I will never stop saying thank you. Jean was grateful and she told her story. She told her story to others, to her grandson, and so her gratitude lived on in the hearts of another generation. That's why we can say she went from thanksgiving to thanks living. And that's our prayer and our burden in this series, that each one of us would go from thanksgiving to thanks living. Because the most powerful form of thanksgiving is thanks living. It's when we live grateful. We don't simply say it, we live it. I want to become increasingly a person who lives grateful. So today, church, how it is, how it is that you and I can live grateful. There's this beautiful story of gratitude and living gratitude, actually, living it out in Scripture. One day, Israel stood on the banks of the Jordan River, ready to cross over into the Promised Land. God had given the instruction that the priests were to enter the water first ahead of the people. And as soon as their feet touched the river, the water started backing up upstream. And as it did so, the priests could then enter the dry river. They went to the middle of the river, and they stood there in the middle of the dry riverbed. As they did so... The, the rest of the entire nation crossed over near the town of Jericho. It's an incredible story. Because when all the people had crossed, then Joshua said, take 12 men, one from each of the tribes of Israel. And, and he instructed them to take 12 stones right from the middle of the Jordan River to carry them to their campsite and then to construct this memorial there. It was like a, basically a pile of stones. They basically piled rocks one on top of each other as a memorial to what God had done for them. 
Then they also made another pile of rocks right in the middle of the Jordan River at the place where the priests were standing before the water covered it again. These piles of rocks were memorials of gratitude. They erected them to remember what had taken place and to give God thanks. It's a story about God's miraculous power and provision and about a nation remembering it. In this incredible story of God's provision and power, there are three types of stones that we're going to learn about today. Firstly, there are the literal stones. That's literally the pile of rocks, right, that they erected. The physical pile of stones were erected to remind everybody of God's goodness. When future travelers would come past, they'd see the pile of stones, they'd remember this is where Israel crossed the Jordan River. You know, church all around us are physical reminders of God's goodness. Just like those stones, they're physically around us, they remind us of His goodness. Think about it with me for a moment. How about the family around you? Yes, lockdown, you may have seen them a bit too much, but they're a reminder of God's goodness. What about the friends you met with last week for dinner or lunch? What about the bed that we sleep in? The children you tucked into bed last night? All of them reminders, physical reminders of God's goodness. What about the job you went to this week, the school you attend, the university you're able to go to, the last meal that you ate? What about your eyesight? What about my health? All of them physical reminders, literal stones to God's goodness. What about the book that you read? What about the art you appreciated, the music that you listened to on the way to church? Physical reminders, literal stones, physical reminders. Church, the wonder of this life here on earth is that all around us, there are these physical reminders of God's goodness. All you have to do, all I have to do is to see the stones. God knows the importance of physical, tangible reminders, and so He places them all around us. For me, I get a reminder of that anytime I'm near water, whether it's the ocean or whether it's the lake near our house. Anytime I see water, I'm reminded of God's goodness. These literal stones, they're the ones that remind us of God's goodness, and they're all around us. But you know, before a memorial of stones could happen, an act of obedience needed to take place. You see, as Israel stood at the edge of the Jordan River in flood season, guys, it was a raging torrent of water. You can't believe what the Jordan looks like in flood season. The command comes that the priests must lead the way. They must carry the Ark of the Covenant into the raging river. And as they did so, as their feet literally touched the river, the water began backing up. We'll read about it together in Joshua chapter 3, verse 15. Scripture says that it was the harvest season and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. But as soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the ark, as soon as their feet touched the water at the river's edge, the water above that point began backing up a great distance away at a town called Adam, which is near Zarethan. And the water below that point flowed on to the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. Then all the people crossed over near the town of Jericho. Church, here's the thing. Here's what's to grab onto today. It was their obedience that brought the water to a standstill. It was only when their feet, the priest's feet, touched the water that the water stopped flowing and that the miracle happened. 
Here we've got the scene. Can you picture it? The priests, they're standing in the middle of a river while the people are passing by, like on both sides of them, on a dry riverbed. Can you imagine how epic that must have been? Can you imagine what that must have been like? But because they put their toes in the water, they could put their feet on a dry riverbed. Here's the thing. If you want the miracle of your feet on a dry riverbed, you need the faith for your toes in the water. It's simple acts of obedience that create Jordan River experiences. Our obedience, church, determines the memorials that we will build. See, some people never want to put their toes in the water. And then they wonder why they never have any dry riverbed stories to tell. Well, it's because their toes have never got wet. Why their feet never touch a miraculous dry riverbed? Because their toes never touch the water. If you and I, if we want a miracle to be grateful for, we've got to have some instructions that we need to be obedient to. And so while the memorial was literal stones, the physical stones, right? The literal physical stones, the memorial, the priests were the living stones. See, while the literal stones told of the miracle, the living stones enabled the miracle. It's amazing because scripture describes every Christ follower as exactly that, as a living stone. First Peter 2 verse 5 says to us, you are living stones that God's building into his spiritual temple. What's more, you are his holy priests. Through the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. Here's the thing, church. While those living stones, the priests, stood in the middle of a dry riverbed, we are the living stones today. While the literal stones reminded the people of the miracle, it was the living stones that enabled the miracle. And church, the thing is, it's our obedience. We are the living stones. It's our obedience that enables the miracle. I hope you're catching it today. You see, every year as a church, we come together in vision offering and we put our toes collectively in the water. We trust God to do something incredible because we know that if we want the miracle of feet on a dry riverbed, we need the faith for toes in the water. We know that it's simple acts of obedience that create Jordan River experiences. Thrive. Last year, you put your toes, all of us, we put our toes in the water and we enabled a miracle. If you're in our Edenvale campus, what you need to know is that our vision offering has enabled a water well into some of the driest parts of Zimbabwe. Town, a town, a village has water because of you. Kids zone space has been created with a brand new facility there. We facelifted the entire church building, painted it, um, plastered it, facelifted it. A generator is available so that we're never without power. If you're in our Boxburg campus, your vision offering went to Live Village to enable them to take their next steps in caring for orphans and widows. The new building is up. There are beautiful kids' own classes and special needs classes and ministry space and office space. It's up. Church, we've seen miracles. Edenvale, this year for vision offering, we want to create a beautiful foyer space that will allow us the space to welcome people and connect well. It will also allow us space to create an entrance and a staircase for a, a balcony that we've got planned in the future so we can enlarge this beautiful place, so we can seat more people and move more people towards Jesus. Boxburg, 
Our kids' church classes have now been built and they've been extended and the space is there. The, the special needs class has been built, but now we need to make those spaces come alive. We need to furnish them and make them special places of wonder for the kids to, when they walk in, they know they're in a place that's been specially designed and created for them by people that love them. And our special needs class needs to say to any kid who walks in, we love you and we want to help you move towards Jesus in your own special way. We are the priests, church. We are the living stones. Peter tells us, you are the living stones. We must lead the way into the Jordan River. Miracles happen when we do. Miracles happen here in God's house, like what I've just described to you. Miracles happen in needy places like dry Zimbabwean villages that are remote and need water. And they happen in Live Village, Lanseria, where widows and orphans benefit. But also miracles in our own homes, personal homes, and our own families. Talking about miracles that are happening in people's own homes and with their own families, there's an amazing young couple in our church. Um, beautiful people, beautiful hearts hardworking, give their best to everything. Just in the last couple of weeks, they told me how uh, God has actually work, been working miraculously behind the scenes. They, it looks like they're going to be able to buy a house that's worth 1.7 million for 500,000 rand. I hear a story like that, and I think to myself, only God. You see, the miracles happen when you put your toes in the water. This couple have given and sown and invested into the life of Thrive Church over so many years. And although they're young, they've been incredibly generous. And I, I'm so, so delighted to see how the miracle is happening for them. Be encouraged. You put your toes in the water, you can put your feet on the dry riverbed. But it starts with the toes in the water. So vision offering happening next Sunday in Edenvale, 8th of November, and then on the 15th of November in Boxburg. And this year we've themed it grateful. We've just called it one word, grateful, because the heart behind it is for us as a church to practice through our offering being grateful. The burden that God laid on Pastor Can and my heart for Vision Offering 2020 is like an offering of thanksgiving, an offering that represents thanks living, an offering that says to God, we are grateful, an offering that expresses our deep gratitude to Him for how He's kept us, blessed us, strengthened us, for His grace over our lives, for His physical protection, His financial provision, for the fact that He was with us in the fire that was 2020. Every single one of us, we've got a story of God's goodness. We're going to live it out. Vision Offering 2020. And we know that everybody's in a different place. Everybody is in a different space financially. But what's common is that all of us have experienced God's goodness and He's shown Himself faithful to us. And for that, we are grateful. And so Vision Offering 2020, it's called Grateful because we're practicing thanks living through our generosity. So church, back to the story, literal stones reminded Israel of the miracle, right? The pile of stones reminded them of the miracle. The living stones, the priests, enabled the miracle. And then thirdly, the third type of stone is the lasting stones. Well, the lasting stones told about the miracle. Come with me to Joshua chapter 4, verse 21 to 22. It says that then Joshua said to the Israelites, in the future your children will ask, what do these stones mean? 
Then you can tell them, this is where the Israelites crossed the Jordan on dry ground. You see, we go from thanksgiving to thanksgiving when our gratitude for what God has done for us is told. When we speak life-giving words of God's goodness and when we speak life-giving words of faith to those around us. That's what Israel was encouraged to do. When your children ask, tell them. And so it might be today for you, your kids, your colleagues, your family, but become not only a living stone, become a lasting stone when you start telling people about God's goodness. The living stone enables the miracle when you've got the faith for it, but then become a lasting stone to tell people about it. And even in the midst of the challenges, God has been good. Church, can I ask you, are the words out of your mouth sweet or are they bitter? Is the first thought in your mind a complaint or is it a thank you? See, it's powerful when we live with a thank you on our lips. We go from being living stones to lasting stones. In other words, the story of what God's done lasts. It continues. One day, 10 lepers come to Jesus and they ask him to have mercy on them. So Jesus does so and he heals them. But the thing is, only one of the ten returns to say thank you to Jesus. The story is found in Luke chapter 17. I'll read just a couple of verses for you from verse 17 to verse 19. Jesus asked, were not all the ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Jesus is amazed at that. Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Interesting that this leper left well, not just healed physically, but well on the outside and on the inside. He became a lasting stone. His story is told. He told of God's goodness. Church, there's three types of stones. Literal stones, the reminder of God's goodness. The wonder of our life is that we are surrounded by people and things that are literal stones that remind us of God's goodness to us. Can I invite you to see them, to notice them? Then there's living stones. That's us. It's our simple acts of obedience that create Jordan River experiences, stories that we will live to tell. And while the literal stones remind us of the miracle, it's our acts of obedience that enable the miracle. We are the living stones, enablers of the miraculous. And then lastly, lasting stones. That should be us. We must go from thanksgiving to thanksgiving. And that happens when we tell people how good God has been to us, when our lives become a thank you. U2's lead singer Bono began their classic song, Where the Streets Have No Name, with this prayer from Psalm 116, verse 12. It's from the message version. He said, what can I give back to God for the blessings he's poured out on me? I'll lift high the cup of salvation, a toast to God. I'll pray in the name of God. I'll complete what I promised God I'd do. And I'll do it together with His people. I love how that text ends. I'll do it together with His people. Thrive, what a magnificent opportunity we have at this time and in this season, right at the end of 2020, to become a people that express how grateful we are. We go from thanksgiving to thanks living and we do it together with these people in church together vision offering 2020 together we will go from thanksgiving to thanks living together with his people 
You know, as I was thinking about the story and thinking about these priests as they would have entered the river and thinking about the profound act of service that they did to their people and for their people, I thought about Jesus. The scripture describes Jesus as our high priest. Scripture says that in heaven, Christ is our high priest and he intercedes for us. He prays for us. He, he represents us to God. I thought about how it was that Jesus entered a rushing river of sin. And when he put his feet into it, and when he walked into the middle of the river of sin, he stopped it for us. He waded into that river so that you and I wouldn't need to. He is the ultimate living stone. He is the ultimate enabler of the miraculous. He is the one who walked into the river of sin for us, stopped it in its tracks so that we could cross over, so that we could have friendship with God, so that we could make our way into the promised land of a friendship with God. I'm so incredibly grateful for Jesus' work. And today, I want to invite you to respond to Jesus. I want to invite you to respond to the work that he did for you. Today, perhaps it'll be a response where it's the first time in your life that you're responding to Jesus. Perhaps for some of you, it might be a, t a place and a space where you know, you've gone your own way and you're coming back to Christ. Uh, maybe years and years ago, there was some sense of friendship, but you went your own way and life hasn't worked out and you've come back. Regardless of whether it's the first time or whether you're coming back, I would love the great privilege and honor of praying for you in this moment. I'm going to invite you to join with me as we pray. Father, thank you so much for your love and your mercy for us. Every week we say thank you for your love and your mercy because we are so grateful for it. Jesus, today we want to stand and we want to acknowledge that you are the ultimate living stone. You are the ultimate priest. You are the ultimate high priest. We thank you that you waded into a river of sin to stop it in its tracks for us so that we could walk through on dry ground, have a friendship with God, so that we cr cross from one side to another, being at odds with God, being an enemy of God, to a friend of God, to being reconciled to Him. Thank you that you enabled us to cross that, to cross that divide. Today I want to acknowledge that. Today I want to say thank you. Today I want to ask you to forgive me for my sin and where I've fallen short and where I've taken turns in my life that it hasn't been good. I want to ask you to forgive me for going my own way and I want to ask you to begin to write a new story with my life. Today I want to open my life to you. I want to invite you into my heart. I want to ask you to take up residence in my life. I want to ask you to place your Holy Spirit inside of me. I want to have, begin today to have a friendship with you, Jesus. I thank you for your great love for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, for those of you who are joining us today on our online platforms, we want to congratulate you if you made that decision today. We want you to know that all around the Thrive community, virtual and uh, physical, people are cheering for you right now. They're congratulating you right now. And we would love the opportunity to connect with you in this moment. If you're watching on the Church Online platform, if you made that decision today, you could simply click the raise hand button. Uh, that'll be on your screen right now. Simply click that. That'll enable us to quickly send you a text and to be 
able to help you with some next steps. Or you could simply WhatsApp follow Jesus to the number on the screen right now. We'd love to connect with you once virtually, give you some incredible next steps. Thanks for joining us online today. Let's live grateful, church. Let's remember they're all around us, the literal stones of God's goodness. We are the living stones, the enablers of God's miraculous power. And we are the lasting stones when we go from thanksgiving to thanks living. And we live with a thank you on our lips. Have an amazing week, everybody. See you next week. We hope you have been blessed and helped by this message. For more information about our church, visit our website at www.thrivechurch.co.za.